This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. It is AM Springfield. We say good morning, Steve Shuffle from SMTD Springfield Mans Transit. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. Wrecked any buses lately like I did? <laughs> no. Hmm? It's a, it's something to knock on here. We is haven't had too many accidents. been a year since I destroyed that bus? <laughs> it's been about that. It's yeah, about that. So. We yeah. did the show down there, yeah. and they have a unbelievable simulator. As Brian Grove says, stimulator. It's an <laughs> unbelievable simulator where I was the Ralph Cramden. And that's old school for sure with the Honeymooners and Jackie Gleason. But I was driving the bus, and I was doing okay. Until Steve says, why don't you take a right turn here? And evidently, I cut it a little short and took out a a stoplight. Uh, He's stuck on a sign. Huh? Stuck on a sign. Stuck on a sign. Yeah, you got hung up. You couldn't even get it off of the sign. And you know what? Even the pros came in and couldn't get it. (laughs) And so they simply said, watch this, Sam. And they hit the reset button. (laughs) And that put everything back to normal. How much training is there involved in that? First of all, how often do you hire new drivers? Well, right now, uh, that's a a challenge for us. So we're hiring all the time. Really? Uh, We have classes going almost constantly right now. So um, we get to a point where we're at the headcount we want, and then we we have a retirement or we lose somebody and we have to uh, replace them. So it's been a challenge for us. But, yeah, several weeks of training, depending on whether or not you've already got your CDL. So you've got to obviously go through the training for CDL. Mm Mm-hmm. And then there is training after that. I mean, what was typical training for somebody when the first day they walk in on the job until they're out on the street? Well, we go through everything from our internal policies on how to deal with passengers, um, defensive driving skills. We have all kinds of uh, ADA requirements, so people have to know how to how to handle uh, disabled passengers correctly. So, lots of things to do, especially if you're coming from uh, a completely different industry and you've not dealt with the public a lot, there's a lot for us to do, but we, we try to be really good at customer service. So we, uh, we make a point to make that a, a, a really big highlight of the training. How far are we, where are we at as far as charging fares and things like that? Uh, we're actually getting ready to release some new, uh, some new information in the next week or so. We're training our drivers right now so they know what to expect when people get on the bus. Uh, but we have an app go exclamation point SMTD is our new app where you can plan your trips, you can buy your fare, you can pay with your phone on the bus if you want to with a QR code. So uh, it'll be more and more like uh, coming from Chicago or another large city. So cash won't be in play? You can still pay with cash if you like. Um, yeah, we do. We do still take cash, but we're trying to get as many people to use these more convenient options. How long ago did you resume charging for the fares after the pandemic thing? Uh, we were off fares for about a year. Okay. Yeah. So right out of year. Have the fares changed as far as increase in costs over the years, Steve? It's been, I think, twelve years since we've had a fare increase. Wow. Uh, that's something that we were actually planning to do just in time for uh, COVID. We were talking about a, a fare increase, a small one, but uh, something that we felt like we needed to do with all the changes that we're doing. But we put that on hold, uh, so that'll be that'll be down the road at some point. How many buses in the operation for SMTD? Well, we have uh, 56 big city buses that you see on the streets, yes. and then we have another 25 paratransit vehicles. Boy, a lot of those are going to be green buses now. So, yes. I mean, explain that, because I know a lot of people are concerned about pollution, that sort of thing, and I know there's an overall trend. Uh, in the industry, and certainly with SMTD, to get the clean burning buses. What what does that actually mean? For- well, of the 56 buses we have right now, 34 of them are diesel, and 22 of them are compressed natural gas, CNG. So uh, the next four buses we buy will be CNG, and then the next eight after that will be diesel-electric hybrids, and we'll start phasing out our straight diesel buses 
to the point where in six or seven years, I think, we'll be fully low emission. And then during that six to seven years, we'll be figuring out what the zero emission option is that best fits SMTD. So, but, but Steve, let's remind everybody, I know it's the in vogue thing now to talk about the, you guys have been ahead of the curve on that. To be quite honest, mm-hmm. you were doing this long before it became a phenomena or the in thing to do. Right. We were, uh, we were doing CNG buses back in the nineties. Right. And, uh, I think we were one of only two agencies right now still that, that have CNGs in Illinois, other than maybe CTA. What's a, a new bus cost right now? A, a diesel bus now is around a half a million dollars. The CNGs are probably six fifty. dollars uh, The hybrids we're looking at are around eight fifty. And then if you're looking for electric or hydrogen fuel cell, those are a million, million two. So well, what will you look for? Well, we're trying to... To see what the best fit for us is, if I had to pick something today, it would probably be hydrogen fuel cell. Um, they're roughly the same cost per bus, but we can swap out diesels one for one with these. With electric, with battery electric vehicles, we'd have to have a larger fleet because they can't go as far. Uh, they also don't do as well in the winter. So uh, hydrogen, I think, is going to be our better fit, but we're still several years away from making that final decision probably. Um, how long are you going to, a bus going to last? Uh, the general life of those is uh, something like 12 to 15 years. Uh, really? We've got a really good maintenance department, uh, so sometimes we run them a little bit longer than that. But, uh, yeah, 12 years is the expected life of a, a large bus. How many total employees of SMTD? About 170 right now. And those are all full-time, most of them? Uh, yes. Uh, we have about 110 of those are drivers, and then the rest, uh, we probably got close to 30 in our maintenance department, and then you know, the rest are dispatchers. Give me an idea to... how old you have to be to drive a bus, and uh, are there any, if I've had a little question of traffic incidents in mm-hmm. the back, does that imp- or in the past, does that impact? Well, we'll look at every application and see what your driving history is. Uh, it, it will have an impact. It does, I won't say that it necessarily prohibits someone from applying, but we, can, we do look at that really carefully because we, we have to be safe. Um, but you have to be uh, 25, I think it is, to, to drive the big buses. Um, and then you have to be at least 21, I believe it is, to drive the paratransit vehicles. And some of those are uh, U.S. Department of Transportation rules. So, How about with all these changes with the transportation hubs downtown? And uh, how is that affecting the operations? And I know that there's a grant that was just awarded for a secondary hub. What's right. that about? Well, the, uh, the construction has us in a very small footprint right now at our transportation center. Uh, we'll have 20 bus bays when that's finished. Uh, we have 11 regular routes that run through it, through there right now. So they have us on one one side uh, with the use of about nine bays right now for 11 vehicles. So so we're we're dealing with that right now. But when it's open, it'll be really nice. That'll be our large facility downtown. Uh, then we have a secondary hub at Junction Circle, um, you know, where the old uh, Wabash Curve was. Mm. Uh, there's six buses that operate out of there. We outgrew that space the day we opened it. Uh, we had five bus routes planned to run in and out of there. The public w- wanted another one to connect there, so we made that happen. But when we did that, uh, it was already it was already too small for us. So we're looking at a, a permanent off-street facility down in that area, and we just uh, won a, a large grant from the state of Illinois for that facility. So we're looking forward to uh, getting that property that's in the process right now, and then we'll be uh, we'll be building that facility. General timeline? Any idea? I would say sometime. It, I would say three years for that to be finished. Maybe sooner, but probably three years. 
Steve Shuffle, MSMTD, Executive Director. Um, men, women, drivers, more men than women, or is the, uh, the percentage increasing a little bit? I think it's more men than women right now, uh, but we are a uh, majority-minority uh, agency. Uh, we're about, I think, 55% minority. Um, First-year driver, what can they make? Ooh, you're going to put me on the spot no, now. No overtime. I think it's a uh, starting salary. For a regular bus driver, I think it's around 22 an hour. Uh, top rate is what I always focus on because that's what's, what we look at in our in our contract. And that will be around $30 in July, $30 an hour. $30 an hour per hour for a driver. Mm-hmm. And that's IMRF pension. Uh, we've got health benefits, so it's a great it's a great job if you can get through those first few years when the schedule's not great, right? Um, and you start to get to be in a position where you can pick your work. Uh, it's a good spot to be. Who designs the routes? Do you have somebody? Is that your? Uh, are, are there a people, a group of people who designs routes? How often do you change them? Well, I will take the blame for what's out there now because right. before I was in my current position, I was the planner. I was the first planner that the district ever had. Um, now we have uh, another planner that does that. He also does a lot of the technical work with all of our new software. So uh, we have a, a designated planner that does that, and then we have an operations team that has uh, input into what goes out on the street. How challenging is it to maintain safety on the bus? Not because of the driver. Uh, there are sometimes people that may tend to get a little unruly on the bus. How do you deal with that? Well, we have a, a lot of training, like I said. Uh, we actually have someone come in uh, from Ohio that used to be a cop and used to be a bus driver as well. Uh, he does a lot of uh, de-escalation training with our operators so that they understand that, you know, that most of the time something that happens that's aimed at you is because you're wearing a uniform, not because it's anything personal. And uh, we've had really good success with that. So they do their best to de-escalate that situation. We've got road supervisors that, that are there close by to help them out if need be, and then we involve law enforcement if necessary. Where do you go from here, man? I mean, the, 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 when you relocate to the transportation center, mm-hmm. that's going to be major for everybody. Does the business continue to grow, and what do you do, Lecture everybody, what goes on outside of Springfield? Well, we are uh, in a, a good position right now with all of the, the changes going on. 2025 is a big date for us because – that's when the rail project should be finished, sure. and we're looking at a redesign of all of our routes at that point uh, to take advantage of the new street traffic flow. Uh, as far as uh, where we go outside of the city, we've tried to do some areas out in Chatham, Sherman, Riverton, Rochester. Uh, those routes didn't do very well. Okay, uh, We altered them a couple times to try to make them work. They just didn't. So we're going to probably go toward what's called microtransit, which is a... Uh, sort of an on-demand service like SMART, which is what the county does out in the rural areas of the county. So uh, we will see how that goes. We've got holes in our system anyway. We just can't get a bus on every street that everybody wants one. So we hope that mass, that uh, microtransit is a way that we can fill those holes. Do riders continue to increase over the years? I mean, do you see growth every year or is it leveled off? And what's the demographic? Who tends to be riding the bus? Well, the the largest portion of our passengers are people that don't have any other way to get around. So uh, we know that. Uh, we also try to recruit people to ride the bus. Uh, you know, Greg mentioned earlier that he rides it once in a while when he's got something to do. Yep. I do the same thing. If I've got to drop my car off somewhere, I'll ride the bus. Uh, sometimes I'll ride it. I'll ride my bike to work or ride my bike to the bus stop and, and then 
take that bus in. Um, so we're trying to get a, a swath of people, those that need it and those that choo- choose to ride. And I, and I already forgot the second part of your question. I did too. Demographic. <laughs> no, yeah, the demographic is a young, older people. Uh, it's across the board. You know, our paratransit service uh, takes a lot of people to medical appointments. So that's probably tends to be an older crowd. Um, our, Regular daytime service takes a lot of kids to and from nearby the, the high schools. So we've got a, a younger demographic there. But then we've also got uh, just people across the city that, that needed to go to work or, or go to their it, groceries or whatever. It is easy to ride, too. I mean, I don't think people realize because, I, I mean, I get intimidated by it, too. But, I mean, the great part, and you have an app, but, I mean, it's integrated, for instance, with Google Maps. <laughs> I mean, it's easy, uh, actually, to ride. I'll have to do it someday. Yep, we'd I love to have you. I, I tried driving once. That didn't work. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember the last time. I And there was a bus stop right in front of the house on 5th Street. I don't know if it's still there, still utilize it or not. Right across mm-hmm. from Lincoln Park at the fountain there, it stopped right there. It still does. It's yeah. still there. Yep, it's still there. That'll be the historic. I'll <laughs> walk out the house and jump on the bus. Take right a ride, yeah. Fucking a quarter right now, I think. Steve Shuffle is with us, SMTD. Is it still SMTD, right? Yes. Yes, Springfield, Sangamon, Mass Transit District. But still an S. Still an S, absolutely. (laughs) Say good morning, Steve Shuffle. He is with Sangamon, Mass Transit District. What's the average weight somebody has at a bus stop? Uh, Well, we have buses that run every 30 minutes during the regular workday during the week. Uh, The the routes aren't quite that frequent on the weekend, but, but usually a bus is coming every 30 minutes. What area of town is your busiest? Was it that southwest that you said, uh, um, Out there by the Casey store on Stanford and everything? Uh, really, uh, north and east are our busiest parts really? of town. Yeah. Uh, the, the Route 2 that goes out to the Walmart on Dirksen is one of our busiest routes, if not our busiest. And then our, our Route 7 that goes out to the mall is another big one. That one connects to another route that goes to all the West Side stores. So. so when you say Route 2, where does that bus start that eventually ends up at Walmart? That starts Dirksen? downtown. And it starts downtown. Yep, goes up by the hospitals and then uh, out uh, Sangamon Avenue. And uh, goes to Walmart. Then on the way back, it goes into uh, a couple of the neighborhoods there along uh, Sangamon Avenue. Really? Mm-hmm. And again, those are usually fairly stable. You don't change those just willy-nilly, if you will. Right. That one's uh, probably our busiest one, yet. One bus takes care of that? Well, there's one every 30 minutes. So, oh, my. So there's one one at each end of it pretty much all the time. So Unbelievable. I would not have guessed that. The Walmart yeah. is the major attraction on that particular route. Yep. Yep, Walmarts are all, all around town are, are busy. How do you stay on top of the changes? We talked about the engines and the fuels and what's going to move the vehicles and so on. How'd you get started in this business? Well, I ended up uh, coming from a political world. I was looking to get more, <laughs> looking to get more uh, local and more uh, family friendly. I had a, a kid that was a young kid at that time and wanted to be able to do all the sports things, and uh, so I started as the planner, worked my way up, and uh, uh, when Frank was. Uh, Pretty sure he was getting ready to leave. I ended up uh, the deputy director there, and then I've been the director now. This is going to my third year. Let's remind everybody, this is a separate governmental body. Right. You have a line on your property tax that goes for SMTD. Right. You don't answer to the county. You don't answer to the city. Um, you have a board. Who comp- who makes up the board or who appoints people to the board, Steve? The, uh, the county board appoints the members of our board, and okay. there can't be more than one or more than four from any one party on the board. So it's a, uh, it really is a nonpartisan board. You don't see any uh, big fights on our board. We work really well together, and the board has not changed in a long, long time. We've got a lot of the same uh, board members that we've had 
uh, with us for a while, and they do a great job. They're very uh, active. They ask a lot of questions. They call me all the time wanting to know what's going on with certain things. And uh, and we have smaller committees of that board that meet periodically to talk about specialized things like IT or administration. How about the tax rate? Has it changed much over the years? I don't think it has. Uh, we're like all the other taxing bodies where we, we sort of apply for a certain percentage every every go-round. And uh, sometimes we get that, sometimes we don't. Uh, but our taxing district has not changed since 1968. We don't grow with the set, with the city of Springfield uh, like some other places do. So our 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 tax base is stable, but it doesn't grow. Website. People want more information. How can they get it? Find out where the bus stops are and things like that. SMTD.org is the best place to go. Very good. How about those fare cards? You said you're kind of revamping a little bit on uh, how your people can pay. Yeah, people are used to being able to buy a 20 ride for $20 bus pass. Those are, we don't have those anymore. We don't have any more of them. If you have one of those, you can continue to use it until it's used up. But uh, we're starting to offer these fare passes now where you can buy a one-day, a seven-day, or a 31-day pass. Those are unlimited rides. And uh, we think that the the public's going to really like this option because they can, uh, you know, if if they're buying two of those passes to ride every month anyway, they're getting 40 rides for $40. The month-long pass is 40 rides, or is $40 for unlimited rides for a month. So they can ride as much as they want for that whole month. More or less than six months away. You've always had the service for the state fair. Will that continue? Uh, yeah, we'll continue to do what we've been doing the last few years, which is uh, promote the routes that go by the fair anyway. Uh, one of those is altered a little bit because of the directional mm-hmm. change around the fairgrounds. But, yeah, uh, then we also offer a little bit of a night shuttle that goes between the, the area around the fairgrounds back to downtown. At one time, Steve, those were incredibly popular. Mm-hmm. That has waned over the years. Right. For whatever reason, I uh, I still think it was the best bargain around to drive the bus, park it downtown, ride the bus to the fairgrounds. Those were popular. Unbelievable. Yeah. But it, but things changed, did they not? Right. At one point before I started at SMTD, that, that moved over 20,000 people yes. every year. Every, every year. Yes. And uh, when I started, uh, that was down to about 5,000. No doubt. And now we move about that many with just the regular routes that we just run. Just the regular the routes. There's over 400 trips that go by the fairgrounds every, every year during the fair. Unbelievable. Hey, thanks for coming in, my friend. Yeah. Thanks Always for, good to see you. Glad to be here. My pleasure. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.